What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Master Your Mindset. I am your host, Jared Fink, and on today's show, we got Jeremy Montoya. Jeremy is a self-help speaker, a business consultant, and an entrepreneur. He publicly speaks. His appearances range from crowds of 15,000 students to small classroom lectures at high schools and camps. He's interested in a range of things from meditation, manifestation, reality transurfing, content creation, and the list goes on and on. Currently, he's got two online series, Jay Today and What Up, Jeremy. How's it going, Jer? How's, how you doing? Doing so good, brother. Uh, pumped to be here, and thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the intro. Yeah, no, no worries. Actually, before I get into it, I really just called you Jer because that's what people call me. Is that what you go by, or do people just call you Jeremy? Uh, most people call me Jeremy or Jay, kind of like how they call you Jer or Jay. So any combination thereof is fine, though. Okay, so you never get the Jared that's never actually come up for you? Not much. You know, I get it in a condescending way. I could be the person that's taking it that way, but I feel it's condescending. I have felt it more condescending. But some people call me Jared or more when they're messing around or that sort of stuff, but most often Jeremy. People get confused. I say Jeremy because that's how my mom would say it, but there's no A in my name, whereas most people would say Jeremy. It's a confusing yeah. name for people. You'd be surprised. Oh, I, I never picked you up know, on you know, You know than anybody else. My middle name is Michael Vincent. Is what? I'm sorry? Michael Vincent. Michael Vincent? Yeah. Okay, so my middle name is actually Michael. That's hilarious. That's crazy. And this is interesting to me just because that's the way we kind of connected um, through Instagram. And I think I just sent you like a quick shout out. I was like, yeah, man, great name. And then we just kind of like uh, chatted from there. So yeah, that, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, so I want to just uh, first just kind of kick things off. Um, these two series that you have, Jay Today and at What Up Jeremy, can you just talk a little bit about them? I checked them out online. I know they're YouTube shows, but can you just talk a little bit about what they kind of are about and how you utilize them to help kind of build up your brand? Definitely. Well, I, I think to take it back a little bit, um, what caused both of those to happen and the way they did was, one, I want to build my personal brand and I was wanting to build my personal brand. But number two, I didn't have the time to build my personal brand because I was helping clients with their businesses and their personal brands to, to be building theirs. So it's like, how do you, running a personal a brand is a full-time job if you're doing it well. How do you do that without having the, you know, the full time to allocate there? And so what I decided um, with the help of one of my business mentors, kind of make it even more clear is that I should just document overcreate is how Gary would say it, but how my mentor Brian would say it is to learn out loud. And so what I started doing is saying, okay, I'm already living, I'm already asking and I'm already answering questions for people. Why not one, just film parts of my life and my story. And that, that's, that's like the vlog side. That's Jay today. That's, um, you know, film as much of it as I can and use parts of that as, a, as the interesting parts of the, as a series. Because uh, I'm already going to be doing these fun things and traveling and conversations and meeting people and yada, yada. And then two, um, I'm answering questions. How can I turn that into a regular thing? And so um, what I basically said was I'm already going to be doing these things. I'm already doing them. How can I make content out of it? How can I, how can I like, you know, take questions I'm getting asked out in the wild and create a queue of them that I can then go and answer? And how can I create an environment where maybe people send me questions and do stuff like that? So it really came from the perspective of how in an 80-20 perspective, how do I spend the least amount of time and get the most amount of results? And it's the advice I give to most of my coaching students and most of my clients. The easiest way to have your ongoing content, your partially educational, but mostly entertaining, which is a huge part of, of what content needs to be to keep attention, 
Um, why not just document what you're doing and keep that as an ongoing series? So that's really where those came from. I'm all about efficiency and trying to just, you know, uh, leverage what's already happening to get more out of it. It's the sawdust mentality. You know, there's a billion dollar industry around sawdust because one day someone decided to clean it up and found uses for it. And so it's all about how do we do that in our lives. For me, the sawdust is I'm doing all these things already. Let's film it. Let's edit it. Let's do something with it and see what happens from it. Not all of it gets published, but some of it does. Oh, wow. Okay. So some of it you just hang on to. So how do you decide like what you publish? And also, um, like it still must take up some of your time, right, to create that content, to edit it, to put it out there and stuff like that. Are you, are you like – like what's your schedule kind of like you do this on a daily basis you pump out content once a month or once a week how do, how do you kind of make sure that you have a continuous like output of content yeah well june 2019 right now if you go back into my content from that perspective i'm not doing a good job of being consistent with it at the moment um but that's because i have so much on my plate I'm very blessed like yeah. no complaints there with the things that are on my plate um but when i'm on it it's a 15 to 20 hour a week thing i just don't have those hours right now so i'm trying to get i'm trying to get my video editor on off of client projects and and more into some of this stuff long term um but uh, yeah i'm not doing a, a killer job of it right now but nonetheless um it is yeah it's a it's a long strenuous it's a it's a full-time job after your full-time job um right now i'm super focused on a couple different investments and a couple different projects that i have going on in my personal life and in my business but no, nonetheless, um, yeah, it can it can take some time. I'm a big fan of podcasting as a medium, which I'm a super fan. You know, for you hitting me up and kind of doing it this way because it allows it allows you know you to potentially leverage other people's audiences. You can record it from anywhere with things like Anchor and our mobile phones. We can yeah. edit go. It doesn't need to be complex or complicated. Um, so you know, if you're in your business right now, listening to this and thinking about through your your content. It can be, uh, it, it can be distracting. You really want to be strategic with it. You want to line it out in the background right now, literally like, like yesterday, I invested about four hours. I'm creating this new structure. I have this whole, this whole, um, kind of new way of looking at how I run my personal brand. It's going to allow for me to kick things back up in the way I'm wanting and allow for it to not be a full-time job. So, you know, if you're listening to this right now, thinking about your own content, it's, it's a lot of stripping away things that aren't necessary, focusing on what does work. With the vlogs and the YouTube and Instagram, it can get very easy to get caught up in your ego and seeing yourself and, and you know, seeing you. But you always have to remember that the content's never about you. It's always about someone else. And so when you're focused on getting someone else, you got to know your goal and your end result. And it's a slippery slope to let the content for some, for some people in certain situations to be the distraction from their from what they got to be focused on or maybe even from their purpose sometimes. Um, but I have a lot of fun with it. I'm, I'm a, I'm yeah, a you can tell. video. Yeah. I, I've done yeah. video and projects like that since like seventh or eighth grade. So to be doing it for myself and for others, it's a huge blessing. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely tell you have fun with it and you have like a good presence. Like your videos are very engaging. Um, and I think it's, uh, it, it is easy to get lost in like, should I do a podcast? Should I do a vlog? Should I create a video? Should I just create stuff for Instagram? And I think the best thing to do, uh, and the approach I'm just trying to start is just to start, just to maybe start small, like pick a topic or pick some kind of platform and just start creating and then feel, feel it out and see what you kind of resonate with and see how, you know, what your audience resonates with and then kind of go from there. Um, but good yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah you, you have a lot of good content out there. And um, even your Instagram, like you're constantly putting good uh, material out there and stuff like that. And it's a good message as well. And, you know, we're going to get into some of that 
uh, in our episode today. So let's kind of like move forward a little bit. And I'd love to hear a little bit about what you do. Um, like, I, I know you help with the personal branding and you create this content, but I know you also work a lot with students. And, you know, in your intro, we talked a lot about that you do speaking and sometimes from 15,000, sometimes in just small kind of classroom environments. So can you just talk a little bit about, you know, what it is that you do and how you kind of got into that? Yeah, um, you know, I've learned a lot. I think, you know, most people can relate with you never arrive at a final destination. You're always growing. There's always something you're pushing through, always a plateau. And so, you know, since I have found that and I found that, you know, life is a constant journey, it's a constant process. Uh, what I aim to do is to pay it forward with my content and with my speaking. And so like, I, you know, I don't make money by putting a video out, you know, I might get paid to go and do a speech. A lot of that is like, if it's kids or younger, like there's a lot of, a lot of, you know, reasons why I would negotiate that or work with them because I get a lot out of just speaking, you know, being there and sharing my story. But, you know, I've, I've, I've broken through these plateaus in my life and I just want to show people and be a mirror for them to show them that just like me, you can have the breakthrough that you are most wanting. And so I just really enjoy sharing that from stage and helping people to um, realize that they have everything that they need to take action on whatever life that they're, that they're wanting and to design that lifestyle. So to give you guys context listening, I've gone from over 200 pounds to, to right now I'm at like 140. I've been as low as 130 and in better shape than I've ever been. I went from, you know, I'm Hispanic eating the standard American diet and Mexican food my whole life to now being like you, Jer, on a plant-based diet. And I've been on that since 2015. Like I, I could have never imagined that. I could have never imagined some of the lifestyle pieces that I have now, but someone along the line dared me to imagine or lived a lifestyle or was doing something that I looked at and said, you know what, I could do that too. And so what I want, what I aim to be is just like that, that, that permission if anybody needs it to cut things out, to, to, to make the hard decisions, but to also go and experience that breakthrough that they're wanting. So I get a lot of energy from sharing this from stage. Like, you know, it's, it's cool being in front of a packed room, but it's also cool just sitting down with three or four people or ballet to ballet with one person and seeing the transformation happen. You know, like I can be having the worst day, but once, once I get into helping people solve their problems, it's like a huge shift in energy that happens for me. And, and, and I can see it in them too. And so it's all about being that mirror for people and showing them that, hey, if I can do these things that I never imagined possible, once I had the imagination, it became the, the image of it, it became possible. So I just try to help people to look, look within to find their own tools and to tune and to not dance to the tune of the masses because that's where all the energy and time gets sucked out of your passion and your purposes. Yeah, yeah. And I can totally relate to that is kind of um, seeing an example of someone else that's done something and then trying to like say, okay, well, that's possible for me as well. And, you know, we spoke a little bit about this before the podcast, but that's kind of the journey I'm on now is like where I was maybe a few years ago. And I'm not saying I was in the worst case scenario. There's people out there that are way worse than me and probably yourself as well. As well. But the point is, is that like whatever you're going through, there's, there is a way to get out of it. And I, and I love the fact that you're out there and you're trying to influence people, like students, especially at a younger age that, that can, you know, not have to wait till they're like 40, 50 years old that they can deal with this stuff when they're younger and they can have the rest of your life, their, their life to kind of create that best life for themselves. That's an amazing, like, powerful message. Like I kind of wish that when I was in my twenties, somebody spoke to me in that light because maybe, you know, maybe things could have ended up a little bit differently. Um, but that's, you know, that's a different story, I think altogether. Um, so, okay. So now, um, 
you know, you're on this journey of helping others um, and, and you're, you know, you're, you're putting out there this, uh, this positive message. Um, so what, what was it like, what was the, what was the one thing that helped you kind of get onto this? Um, like you talked a little bit about your overweight and then you kind of transitioned, you lost all this weight, but was there anything else that happened that helped you kind of like made you start getting into this self-development and work on your mindset where you always want to be on this like positive kind of mentality? Um, there are a couple things that led to that. Um, a lot of them are luck and happenstance. Um, I, I grew up in a family that had to hustle to make ends meet. And so I just kind of saw that and I adapted that from like second grade on. I was always selling something, yo-yos in second grade, Pokemon cards in third. By, by seventh grade, it was fireworks that didn't end well legally. Um, and so that was a little bit of it. I had this mentality of like trying to sell and oftentimes when you're selling something you kind of get led down you'll you'll kind of come come across someone who ends up talking to you about mindset or an audiobook or something so that was a little bit of it um in high school i was blessed with the experience of because of food finding an organization called skills usa if you're familiar and listen to this to like deca or ffa or what used to be called vica it's now called skills usa um it's an organization like deca or ffa but it's for students and trade skills and so I joined it and my, my uh, trades were graphic design, t-shirt design and print specifically, and then TV production. And so I got to compete. I got to do all of this, but it all happened because uh, a teacher said there's going to be lunch provided at the meeting. And so I showed up for free pizza and I worked my way up from that point to being, cause they kept providing food. They kept providing food and so I just kept going, but I went from being, you know, just a student member to like a classroom officer and then like an, or, uh, an officer inside of the school. And then I became a state officer. And then my junior, uh, summer after junior year, before senior year, I ran for a national office and was selected to be the national high school president. And that's where I was able to refine more of my speaking skills, more of my leadership, improve myself, go through all of that. It was just natural. I didn't look at it as self-development. I wasn't you know, out there preaching to improve your mindset. Um, yeah. But, but right before I ran for a national office about a year, my mom came across a book because she was watching Oprah and it was called The Secret. And uh, she said, Miho, there has to be something here. She got the book, I got the book, and I decided that I wanted to be a national officer to have this goal. And I used the, what The Secret told me and I followed the process. And not only, like I said, did I get elected to be a national officer, but I got chosen as president and it went the exact way I imagined it. And that's when I knew something was off. That's when I felt for the first time that all the things I was led to, all of the, to the tune of the masses, all the things that are on, all the things that we all do throughout our week, whether it's on Sunday or after work or all those habits, all the things, like something is off here. And that's where the questioning started. And that's where really my, uh, you know, kind of a couple milestones in the beginning parts of my self-development journey. And that was about 10, 10-ish years ago, maybe more. Wow. Okay. That's quite the story. I mean, it sounds like you were kind of destined to be on this path almost like maybe not, um, maybe not directly, but indirectly, like you ended up here for a reason and like all these little things that happened to you kind of pushed you in this direction. And now look at all the things that you're, you're kind of doing now. It's kind of a reflection of that. Right. Um, so it's kind of cool to kind of see that manifest, even, even if you didn't manifest it intentionally, <laughs> but at least, you know, um, you're able to kind of bring that to life now. So that's cool. That's, that's actually an interesting story. Um, so my next question would be, um, what, what, what does, um, or how do you deal with like, you know, 
like you're a very positive, high energy type person and stuff like that. How do you deal with like the, the mental roadblocks that come up when you're on, when you're, you're going through this kind of path? Yeah, I would say I'm generally positive. Those closest to me probably wouldn't describe me as the most positive person in the world. I'll be completely transparent. Like if you ask my roommate or if you ask my sister, like I'm a positive kind of directed person, but I also like, I'll tell you what you need to hear. I have bad days. You can, I can't hide and you can see it on me if I'm just like in a, in a mode, but, um, you know, how do I manage that? How do I stay there? I think a lot of it, if that's the question, I think a lot of it is the people you're around, the resources um, mm. that you have around you and like really deciding what you want and then completely letting it go. And I have found that anytime I'm holding closely onto something, that's what's causing the disappointment and the pessimism. And when I am just being present when I'm on my path and on my purpose, when I'm helping people, yeah. when I'm, when I'm being of service, I find that that's when the beautiful stuff happens. And that's where I am. I feel like where I'm in my, in the best version of, of me that I am. Uh, but I'm not in there at all times of the day. I, I, I don't think I'm the most positive person in the world. I'm maybe more positive than others, but I can just reset fast. I think I can reset fast than some okay. people and I'm, I'm still working on that as a skill in my own yeah. life but I feel like especially over these last like you know year six months to a year I've become really good at letting things go and trying not to hold the grudge try not to collect the grievance because there's just you spend a lot of energy there we we wake up thinking about how the world or other people are treating us and doing to us and how it's wrong we collect these things mm -hmm. all day and that baggage builds up I have enough baggage. I'm not trying to add to it. And so now I just, I just try to like let things go. I try to ignore, I try to pardon, I try to forgive. And I try to just stay super focused on the clarity of what it is that I'm wanting and allowing universe to present those opportunities, opportunities to me as I go, rewarding me for that sort of composure. So, so you mentioned like that you can reset really quickly or even let go. What, what do you do to kind of reset yourself? Is there any type of practices or habits? Yeah, I try to focus on what matters. A lot of it's just blatantly moving on. A lot of it is just blatantly moving on. Some of it is meditation. I, I at this point, meditate two to three, maybe four times a day right now. I also visualize a few times a day. I'm also, I just try to be super present at different points in my day. I have a, a routine for how I operate for the most part. There's flexibility in it. But I have these things that will just kind of help me to remember what matters. Um, you know, there's a lot that we can worry about in this world. I try not to get concerned or distracted with it. And I just try to stay at the highest vibration possible and the lowest vibration. And that's mm -hmm. the speaker of the mind. That's the factory worker. That's the person that can only see one day out. That's the person that, that literally can't see the future. When you go higher up the scale and vibrations of the mind, you get the visionary. People who can see 50, 100, 500, 1,000 years out. Those are the people like Richard Branson, the Elon Musk, the these jobs, the people right. who can really outward. And when you focus on that vibration, one, you're at a higher vibration and you're closer to source energy. You're closer to God. You're closer to spirit. When you're in the bottom, you're focused on the, all the worldly stuff. You can only see one day, maybe two or three days out. You're focused on survival and replication, on gossip, food, and sex. At the higher scale, you're focused on solving these big problems. You're focused on legacy. You're focused on, on, on higher end things. And I just try as, as, not that I'm a visionary or that I'm up there thinking like that. I just don't want to spend any time down at the bottom 
because I do want to create legacy and I do want to create long-term wealth. and I do want to create health and those sort of things for me and for my family and the people that are around me. So I just try to stay higher vibration as much as I can and to not let the things of the world get to me. And that's super hard. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, super that's hard. what I was going to ask you is like, I know, I know you said you meditate a few times a day and I'm sure that really helps you. But like, <clears throat> I mean, when those things do show up for you in your life, um, as like, you, how do you release them in a sense so you don't just put them back and suppress them? Like, how do you deal with them so you can just move on? Because, um, you know, it, it's probably like it's not a good idea to suppress them and keep them inside of you, right? So, how do you reset right. yourself quickly and how do you let them out so, so you're not kind of like keeping everything within? Yeah, it's a tough one. I'm not like the ego mind wants to hold on to it. It wants That's to right. bring it to light. It wants to remind you of it. It wants to hold a grudge against other people constantly. Yes. It's, it's, it's about dismissing the mind and it's about being in control. It's about accepting who you really are, your one true self. And this is super esoteric. This, this comes from a book that I'm currently going through right now. I read the first part um, and I'm going through the daily lessons. It's called A Course in Miracles. Okay. Um, and, and I don't have enough time to explain how much impact this has had on me and why you should, if you're listening to this, go and get this and read this and not wait for, don't wait. If you're, if this is the first time you're hearing A Course in Miracles, don't wait for the fifth time for someone to recommend it to you. Take right. action, get it and start going through it right now. Dismiss the beliefs, dismiss all of that. Even as you go through it, it's a little weird. But it has, it has shown me more about myself and true forgiveness than okay. anything I've ever experienced. Okay. And uh, what it comes down to is that we're all one. Right, which is, so, right, which is known, right? Like a lot of people will, will speak to this. Uh, and so uh, if you come from that perspective and you, if you come from, from that truth, then you can... If, if someone's doing something to you, it's really you doing it to yourself. And right. so, so if you're forgiving someone, if you're forgiving, then you're really forgiving yourself. Like forgiveness is this all encompassing thing. And like, uh, you know, very biblical is uh, the phrase to give is to receive. And, you know, our ego, that in the ego mind is impossible. That in the ego mind is not a concept they can grasp. When you give something, you never, ever lose anything. But to the ego mind in this third dimension and this polarization, it's almost impossible for it to not be toying around with the thought that, no, I'm losing something. Right. But in reality, when you're giving, it's only possible to give to yourself because we are all one. You, and that's what people always say, I like to give and it's going to come back in all these different ways. It comes back and you never know how it's going to come back. And that's dead on true because you never lose by giving. And you only stand to receive. The ego mind just has a lot of problems accepting that. And so it's like, how do you balance the shutting off of the ego mind and observing it? Right. It's going to run. It's always the second you wake up, you start having thoughts. It starts singing songs. It starts worrying about gossip. It starts thinking about the news. It starts going through your habits. How do you turn that? How do you now not even turn it off? How do you observe it? I think that's the best point. Like out of everything that you've dropped is like, how do you observe your, your, your ego or how do you observe your, your mind in general from like an outside perspective? Because taking that approach and having that awareness, I think is a game changer. Once you start recognizing the fact that your thoughts are necessarily everything you have to react upon and some thoughts are good and some thoughts are bad. Some thoughts you can kind of cling on to and hang on to, but there's going to be a lot of stuff that you should just let go. You should just let those thoughts pass. And as soon as you have that awareness, I just think it's a game changer. 
the way that you show up, the way that you kind of live your life, it can really uh, shift everything that you're going through. Big time. You know, I had the very blessed opportunity of being on a ship, a cruise ship for nine days with Robert Kiyosaki. It's a cruise that the real estate guys put on every single year. We, we, this year we got to go out to the Caribbean. It was my first time traveling international and being on a cruise. Mm-hmm. And I got, to see, I got to see Robert Kiyosaki speak. If you're familiar with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, coincidentally, his office is like, I can see it from here. It's, it's in my alleyway. And I, was, I took a phone call right in front of him just this morning. But um, I, I got to go on the Real Estate Guys cruise and see Robert speak. And he uh, had a very spiritual presentation, which was, took me a little bit by surprise because he's always talking about wealth and cash flow and those things. But in this latest part of his career, he's been focused on a lot more of the spiritual side. And he brought two books by Eckhart Tolle. Uh, one was Power of Now and one was... Um, crap what's the other one look up Eckhart Tolle uh definitely something yeah. to think about him and he, he shared this experience of himself when he was at war where he disconnected with his body while he's flying like an imagine like an F-16 style jet uh, a bomber uh, and he pulled he could he observed himself and in the power now it talks about being the observer of the observer so the first mm-hmm. step is just to observe all of these shit thoughts your ego always has yeah. Just get in the, it, it's draining though. It's like, why am I thinking this? Why do I feel like this person is doing this to me? Why do I feel all of these are just, they're thoughts of the ego mind. And they usually, most of the time aren't true. It starts with observing them. And then as you start going deeper, you become the observer of the observer. And I am on that journey myself. Not that I've arrived in any way, uh, but I'm on that journey. And just the, the observation of those thoughts has been a huge piece depth that I've learned from those stories and you know uh, the real estate guys leading me to, to Robert Kiyosaki and then being led to Eckhart Tolle and then also Eckhart Tolle's teachings aligning directly with and coming from a course yeah. of miracles. Nice I'm going to check out that book for sure and the reason why uh, you, will, you will not regret it. Yeah and the reason why I'm smiling is because like I actually recently wrote a blog post called why doesn't my mind have my back and I went through the same thing that you're basically talking about and this was about three years ago when I first started getting into all this self-work um, and I couldn't understand why I had all these thoughts and why my mind kept like taking me all these like, down paths. And one of the most important things that I've ever done was I started uh, journaling and I started observing everything that I was thinking on a daily basis. So at the end of my day, I started writing down all the triggers, all the, the thoughts, all of, like the, <clears throat> all the self-doubt, all, all the, the basically good and bad. I just kept a journal of it day in and day out and I was able to really reflect back on that stuff. And that was also a game changer for me because I started to see patterns in how I was thinking and when those thoughts were coming up, what types of scenarios. And now, like you said, you're able to like shift really, really quickly. I'm in the same boat. When those things come up, I know how to handle it. I know how to recognize that it's just a thought and that I don't have to get so like stuck to it and that I can kind of just like move on and move forward. And I think that's also where like things like meditation come into play because when you meditate, it teaches you the, the act of being free or being still and not allowing yourself to be so like um, attached to these like things that pop up in your mind. And um, so I could really, really connect and relate to a lot of the things that you were just saying there. Um, And I think it's a good message for a lot of people because it's easy, it's easy to get um, like attached to those things. And I guess my other point is that it's also like due to like your subconscious. Like a lot of us are like stuck in this certain way of life based on like years and years of like how we were brought up and like, you know, our young adulthood and, and like the way people talk to us, maybe you're abused, maybe you're in a bad relationship and stuff. And you create these like, habits and patterns that you're kind of like 
that become your 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 life, like your like your comfortable life, if you will. And it's hard to break away from that. So like by observing all this stuff and and being aware of it, I think is like kind of the first step is to like breaking free from that kind of mentality and that lifestyle. So yeah, awesome man. That's that's some really good insights. Um, Another thing that you said, and uh, you said a lot, one thing that I caught up on, and it's funny because I actually have these, one of these questions for you, is you have these daily routines or these daily rituals. And I'm curious, like, do you, do you have any, um, like a morning routine, a night routine, or daily rituals that, like, keep you consistent and keep you kind of grounded um, and things that you won't, like, kind of give up on? Yeah, and I, I have some flexibility inside of it. Um, I, I require flexibility in my life. Like if I get too rigid and too structured, then I feel like it kind of stifles my creativity. But I find that my creativity is boosted when I'm also um, when I have that structure. So um, I'm obsessed with the first 15 minutes of my day and the last 15. I'm a I am I study my calendar like a detective. In fact, I'm, I'm thinking of creating a course here soon where I show people how to how to just gain control of their time, how to look at time, how to become more efficient with time so that they can start to do more of the things that they're wanting because it all starts there. Um, but a, a routine is a big part of it because it's through habit that you can get long-term results. Yeah. Just, so it's all about how do I shorten the time frame between developing my habits? How do I cut out the bad habits as fast as possible um, so that I can experience the life that I'm wanting or the target reality that I'm wanting sooner than later? And so um, a, a lot of it is, like writing down, figuring out what I want for it to be. How did it go today? How, 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 like, and analyzing that. And so, like, I, I know down to the minute how much rest I got in the last 24 hours. I know when, I know how much time I've spent on self development down to the minute. I know how much time I spent wasted or things not allocated towards my purpose, my passion, or things that I'm wanting. I can run a report right now and see that, or I can pull it up. And so, when you get like, sorry. How are you doing that? How are you tracking that? Is it like just through a spreadsheet or an app or, or what kind of tool do you use to track all that? Uh, my two big tools are Toggle and my calendar. And then I also use a series of Google Forms and Sheets and systems to analyze it, to track it over time and to find trends. And so I do the same thing with my health. I do the same thing um, financially when I'm doing, when I'm, when I'm focused there well. That's the, probably the biggest opportunity for me to laser line all of this kind of systems into. Um, we're getting there. Um, but I do that so that I can study myself like a detective. You got to study yourself like, uh, like, 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 like you're trying to, like, we're, you're trying to figure out where things are going wrong. And, and so like the only way that I know of doing that is by knowing exactly where all my time is going and being able to see it in black and white. It's helped me cut out. Um, it's helped me cut out very long and drained habits to focus on developing the habits yeah. that I'm wanting. Cause the number I love this and like just going back to my own example of like like literally journaling and tracking like everything I, that I think and I do throughout the day. But this is like almost taking it to another level of like using these, these uh, your calendar and toggle and, and spreadsheets and stuff like that so you can actually see it from a tangible perspective. Um, so how has how like, it helped you with your results? Like how, is it, um, like how has it changed your outcome in a sense? Can you give me an example of like a, a certain aspect of your life that it's really kind of helped you kind of change? Um, so uh, there's there's been a bunch. I think one of the biggest ones that has had the biggest impact on my health has been food. Um, I went from eating standard food to going into intermittent fasting to now going into one meal a day. So like yesterday, to give you insight, I ate, I broke my fast at around 11.50 p.m. Um, and my eating window ended at around 12.30. 
And so like when I look back on my time, I can see how many times I ate all the time that was going towards it. I mean, most people are eating two or three times a day and snacking a bunch in between. They'd have a downtime because their insulin drops or their blood sugar drops. They have all these things that kind of come with it. And so a lot of it has been, okay, if I'm going to allocate time towards all of these things, how do I optimize it? Mm-hmm. For me, health is one of those things that it has to fit into my lifestyle in order to work. Um, a big one we were talking about is the habit of going to consume content. The habit of going and like grabbing a phone and feeling just because you're watching Gary Vee that you're actually doing something with your life and that you're, for most people, they think they're better than others just because they discover Gary or some other guru. And yeah. so that's not the case. How do you change that? The way I've changed that one way is I only consume content I've paid for. I only consume content that costs money. I do not consume free content. The other way is um, looking at all that self-development time and putting it towards action, having a log. Like you, you, you listening to this right now, you may have heard something already where you're like, wow, that's awesome. Like pause the thing and go take action on it. Right. That and do that now or whenever you find those things throughout your day and log it, log how much it's worth. And then compare that to all the time. Like if it's like, if you have time for just consuming content, then you have too much time. Something's wrong. Something's wrong if that's what you're doing. If that's not in your like extreme downtime for leisure and entertainment. And it's like, if you focus on your passion, your purpose, like a lot of that stuff just get, gets cut out. And if you're not there yet, then your ego mind is probably thinking of all the time you do want to relax and do all of those other things. But the real yeah. magic happens when you're on your path and on your purpose. When, you're, when you know what you want, you're going after it. Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. And taking action is definitely the biggest component out of all this. And I think probably where a lot of people get stuck, and probably including myself, is like, yeah, knowing your purpose is great and, and going towards it is awesome. But a lot of people quite aren't there yet. And they're so stuck in, in that comfortable state of just consuming content and feeling like they're keeping themselves busy. And, and like, it, it's hard to like maybe transition from that to this other state that you're kind of talking about. And I think that's where the work comes into play. Um, so I know, I know you got to take off and we have about, I think five minutes uh, left. So I just want to like, um, I'm just going to go through my like list of questions here. I'm just taking a look to see um, if there's anything left that I really want to hone in on. Cause I did have, uh, a few more questions for you, um, but with the sake of time, I think I'll ask you, I think I'll hone in on a couple of things. So one, what is like um, for you right now, what is the vision for yourself or what is it you're kind of striving towards? Yeah, long-term legacy and legacy wealth. And so um, I'm heavily focused now from being on the Real Estate Guys cruise and being exposed to uh, the Summit at Sea and being exposed to a lot of these new experiences. Um, I've taken a liking to a couple different investment strategies and a couple different things where I see my legacy really happening and for my family long term. Um, one of those is residential assisted living. And so starting to create properties where there's long term care available and where people can come in and live in a home environment versus a big box kind of hospital style place where I feel that kind of takes years off of the life of people. I, I saw my mom go through a big box style nursing facility towards the end of her life. And I just felt like through a nutrition and environment that there could have been even seconds added to her life. And that would have been a huge win. And so uh, creating an environment where families and my family can have a place where that can happen. It's huge for me long-term. My dad's going to need that care eventually. Everyone we know is going to need that sort of care eventually. I want to create the environment where I want to end up in or where I want my family to be, uh, be in. And coincidentally, it's it's the most profit you can generate off of real estate, just coincidentally. And so mm-hmm. that's a big term mm-hmm. focus. Um, exchanging foreign currencies and cryptocurrencies like those those three things have been really big as far as the investment side of things Um, I run a digital agency during the day and I kind of invest and run my personal brand at night 
And so um, helping people you know, with their personal brand and with their funnels and actually creating a strategy, a, a product empire from day one where their content can bring them passive revenue and where they can grow a you know, multiple six-figure business is just, um, that, that's the normal stuff for me right now. Long-term, I really see myself playing in some of these longer-term investments and, and having some fun there. Okay, yeah, so you definitely have multiple kind of um, things going on. Um, is on top of that, you have all like your, your personal brand and all the content you're kind of generating stuff like that, which is good. I'm sure it keeps you busy, um, but it's good that you have like a long-term play, right? Like a long-term kind of vision for yourself. So one of the, the, the last questions I always like to ask people is what would be the one thing, one habit, one tendency that you, that if you could, um, that you could give up, what would, what would that be that if you could just kind of say, okay, poof, it's gone. You released it back into the universe. Is there anything like that that you have right now that you would want to let go of? Hmm. I've caught a lot of those, man. Um, I've really, I really cut a lot of them. Like I'm, I'm really happy to see that. Um, I would say validation from others is still one. My narcissistic ego mind yeah. has to constantly volley with caring what other people think. It's a hard thing for my ego mind to get over. Um, I feel like I do a good job of it for the most part, but you know, in the later part of my day where I'm lower energy, maybe I'm still fasted. Maybe my blood sugar is a little bit lower. Maybe all those things like I'm, my ego mind is going to take over until I observe that. that yeah. it starts and then, and then I flip that. So I think a little bit of, of, of it is that habit. Um, I think I have an opportunity to gain more of the strength of the habit of saying no. Okay. And really creating an environment where I don't have to say no, but it doesn't, the, those things don't even come in to yeah. it. Um, but I feel like when I, when I look at my, I'm 29 as a this recording, when I look at my 19-year-old self, I was talking about all of this stuff and this life I wanted to live and how you know, it's going to be harder for my childhood friends. I'm looking at that thing. There's going to be a day where I'm not going to be around as much, yada, yada. And um, you know, I'm there, but it's like, how do you level up there? Not that I'm special for like not being around, but I'm not around because I'm focused on just what I want to be focused on. I just don't answer well to authority. So anything I can do to stay away from that is really big. And sometimes other people have the authority over me because I allow them in my mind. When you observe that, you can get over that. You can forgive them. You can give them light. You can give them love. Right. Yes. That's all what it circles back to is that love and the love for yourself as well. Um, and I love, and I like what you said. And I thank you for saying that the fact that like, you know, other people's influence still kind of has a play into what you're, own, what you're going through. And even the fact that when you said, because I go through this as well, by the end of my day, I'm noticing that like when my energy level is low, my willpower is low, and that's when my ego can kind of creep in more. And that's when all those kind of like thoughts and stuff like that tend to have more of a power on me and more of an effect on me. It's harder for me to kind of defend it. At the beginning of my day, I find I have more energy. I, I can focus a little bit more. But as my day kind of progresses, which is interesting because and then you know, my kids come home, we have dinner. And then when I go to the gym, after I come out of the gym, I have that energy again. So it's almost like a cycle. And I'm trying to figure out how I can have it like a little bit more streamlined throughout my whole entire day. But again, I, like, I thank you for sharing that because I think a lot of people could probably relate to that. And I think that it's okay. And I think by you saying it, it makes it even more okay for other people to hear that. Because it's easy to get stuck and, and like think there's something wrong with you. But really... You know, a lot of people are having similar thoughts and, and patterns. Um, so my second part to that question is, if there's one thing that you could replace it with um, that you could take on as a new habit to kind of like um, increase your productivity or whatever that kind of looks like, is there anything like that that you would want to replace it with? 
Yes. Uh, I don't know about that one, but one I would want to replace in general is instead of buying shit, buying investments. I wish I got into that mindset a lot sooner, a lot younger in life. Like if you're worrying about buying stuff or shopping, like do that, but do that for investments because it'll create this sort of cash flow where you don't have to worry about money. Yeah. And so, uh, not have to worry about money. I'm a huge fan of for, for everyone listening here. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're on that path right now anyway. So maybe it's just a matter of time <laughs> before you have I that. Think so. Passive hopefully, income. Sooner, hopefully sooner than later, right? Okay. Yeah, I hope so. Um, so I think that's it. I mean, I know you got to take off. So I, again, um, I definitely had a few more questions. One of the things that, um, and maybe we could have a second part to this kind of podcast. That would be dope. Yeah. Is um, I wanted to get into the whole, uh, reality trans surfing and like I know you spend a lot of time reading those books and I know you're it's a big impact on you and I would love to get your take on it and just get some of your thoughts on it so maybe we can discuss that another time um, oh, damn. I think your listeners would love that too that's a whole conversation and I have a little bit of my own process that's developed through it from what I've learned and I, I would love to share that because I've created multiple scenarios in my life where I've manifested the exact thing and even relationships yeah. and experience that I was wanting in my life and so I have a lot of insight and hours of things to share there so that'd be really fun okay. to do yeah that, it would be yeah, awesome to hear but, but let, let's let's let the listeners tell us so tweet tweet jer instagram dm jer and tell him if you guys are wanting to hear some of that manifestation like um realistic feasible manifestation uh action steps you could take if you guys are into that i think that'd be really fun to do yeah and, and just on that note of manifestation i think a lot of people don't actually realize how many things in their life they actually manifest that actually come true. Like for myself, um, when I look back on my life, I identify like different stages and areas of my life that actually manifested without even being aware of it. And I think probably a lot of other people um, have experiences like that. And I think when you can understand that you have the capabilities of doing that, like your possibilities are limitless. And just having conversations around that, I think can be really, really uh, impactful. So definitely do like a part two. Uh, for anyone that wants to DM or ask questions, uh, they can catch me on Instagram at JRFink um, and yourself. Where can they find you just to kind of uh, give a little bit of a plug on your different social media channels? Yeah, whatupjeremy.com is the best place. Um, I have okay. resources and tools. Everything gets uploaded there. And then um, uh, at whatupjeremy on Instagram. Let me know that you came through, Jerry, that you listened to this. Would love to know you and, and what you're up to. Okay. All right, great. Thank you. And for anyone that wants to check out more of these episodes, um, we're online, uh, www.masteryourmindset.ca. Uh, we have the podcast. We're starting a YouTube channel. If anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out. Jeremy, thank you so much for being on this. I wish you success in everything that you do, and I'm sure we will speak again. Yes, very, very soon, Jared. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, um, your time means the world to me. And so we'd love to get to know you guys and hopefully we can do this again here soon. Thanks, Jared. All right, man. Take care.